Life Lessons for the New Believer. Did you ever wonder what makes a strong Christian life? Today, look with us at this message on commitment from Romans 12, 1-2 by Paul Bucknell. This is produced by Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net, releasing God's truth to a new generation. It's great to be with you through this series where we're learning about some basic lessons for a new believer. This one's on commitment. Romans 12 says, I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be transformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Let's pray. Lord, teach us about commitment. Teach us about being a living sacrifice on your altar. In Jesus' name, amen. First thing we'd like to do is focus on that word urge. I urge you, Paul says. There's something after he went through all the 11 chapters of doctrine, deep teaching, that he says, I urge you. He's calling us to focus. And this is what I encourage you to. And in the same way, we need to remember there's certain disciplines, things we do in our life that will help us in our Christian lives. Now, we're just, just talking to new believers here. But you have to realize for you to grow, there has to be some good set spiritual disciplines in your life. These two verses will really talk about that in a summary way here. And your whole Christian life in the future will be a place that you amplify and exercise those spiritual disciplines. Notice the first thing he calls us to do is present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. And this is an image that we should have here of an altar that was daily. There was a sacrifice on it, several sacrifices. They would, of course, cut animals and, and kill them. But we, we would put ourselves as a living sacrifice on that altar to stay there. And, and that's the, the test, isn't it? That for us to be there as a living sacrifice, willing to be there, ready for God to use and this becomes for us a reminder, something that we need to do in our daily life. Daily commitment, that's what we're talked about, we urge you to do these things, is coming from our life commitment of being baptized, dying with Jesus, and alive in Jesus. It's calling for us to, in one sense, regularly dedicate our lives to the Lord. Now there's two principles I'd like to mention here. First of all, the priorities make a great impact on a believer's life. And those things that we regularly make priorities will become our spiritual disciplines. For example, I get up very early in the morning to pray, to read to the Lord. Before I look at email, before I uh, start looking at the computer and looking at Facebook, whatever it might be, there's disciplines in my life. And meeting with God enables me to remember what is most important, that I'm here for God. My body is a living sacrifice. And I, as I dedicate myself to God as a living and holy sacrifice, it's basically saying, Lord, that's right, I'm here for you. You died for me, now I live for you. And this is basically that simple prayer that we would have every day, a prayer that reminds us about what's important. Now let me go on, still in verse, verse 1 here, looking at acceptable to God. This is the believer's goal, to please God. And through Christ, we can be like Christ and live lives acceptable to Him. You see, God wants us to be pleasing to Him, and, and that's our, our hope, our thrust in our own life. Could I, all that I say and do, be pleasing, acceptable to Him? This is what we want. And that we could do it is something that becomes very special. Now, we need to remember here that worship doesn't begin in church, but in our hearts. 
And it's it's not just, I'm going to go to church. I'll go to this training. I'll read my Bible every... No. It really starts here on the altar with our heart and our commitment to God that He is the one we are living for today. And as we go there each day, we're looking to Him. What do you have for me to do? This is the spiritual service of worship. Let me summarize this. First of all, how awesome it is that we can please God by His grace. At, to understand that sinners, those who are spitting at Him and refuting His truth, would now be able to please Him by His grace in Christ. This is all what we read in chapters 1 through 11 in Romans. And here it's all summarized that we can come to God. And therefore that we can come to God, Romans 5, 1 to 2, now we do come. And secondly, the believer must focus on his heart and motivation because God does. We have to focus on this heart of ours, that motivation. Why am I doing things? What am I living for? This is the spiritual service of worship that's so important. And it affects how we go to church, how I do my devotions, how I speak kindly to others, how I work, how I go to bed, what I watch, all those things. It's my heart. Why am I doing that? What is the thrust in my life? Let's go on and look at Romans 12, 2. It's transformed. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let's first focus on this phrase, do not be conformed to this world. You know, on a positive way, we're to present and dedicate ourselves. That's the spiritual discipline. But there's one that follows. This is believers must learn what the world is and be wary of its influence on their life. Now, one of the questions we have to go through in our lives is to discern, what is the world? What is this world that Paul says? Now, John gives us some clues there in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 17. It's going to be something that we regularly wrestle with as we think about our entertainment and things of this nature, of friends and what we're hearing in the news. But we must not be conformed to it. You see, there's a, a greater input into our life that must challenge us. And unless we say no to this, unless we're aware of this confrontation, then we will just give into it and swim with the world. And by swimming with the world, we will not be able to renew our mind and follow that Christ-like transformation that happens in our life. This transformation only comes by renewing our mind. What does it mean, renewing our mind? Well, first of all, let's remind ourselves that's the spiritual battle is in our thoughts, not in our feelings. Now, I know for some of us, it's the most difficult thing. Now, we'll learn more about that in discipleship level two. But here in discipleship level one, we must focus on that there's some thoughts there. And that is what we need to start drawing God into our thoughts. Even this practice of dying to ourselves and I'm a living sacrifice on the altar. Each day, pray this way. I'm here for you ready. You're renewing your mind. You're refocusing yourself on God, His place in your life, and your commitment to Him. Well, let me just summarize this. See, dangers lurk about us. And it's the videos we watch, the family. Did you ever check the violence you watch? Would Jesus love that violence? How about that sensual uh, touch? I have to cover up ads on the newspaper or magazines or just not look at them. These are things I must do. But sometimes our family, the way they drink, the way they talk, our friends. You see everything we need to set about us because anything, the world can come and penetrate us. I'm not trying to be isolationist here. doesn't mean conformed and only live with your, uh, yourself. But the sense is we have to watch up at the message that's coming from our friends, our videos, our family, and etc. That's what we have to be careful of. And this discernment is so important. 
the study of God's word is critical in the process of renewing the mind. That transforming, that renewing of your mind comes from bringing God's word to interact with our thoughts. If we just read God's word and don't apply it and think about it, how it affects our life, then we'll have a problem. Now, even as you see, I'm going through these slides here and this uh, presentation. Notice I'm taking God's word and I'm applying it. Taking God's word, seeing the principle, applying it. These are things that every believer must do if they're going to be growing strong. One more thing um, we want to look at from the end of Romans 12 too is about the will of God. The will of God. Notice that the believer, by the transforming the renewing of their mind, are able to prove what the will of God. In other words, we're able to test it. We're able to see and, and demonstrate, uh, so to speak, the will of God. And every believer is called to complete his will. God wants to exercise his will through our lives. You know, God is the head, we are the body. He exercises his will through us. Say, we're the fingers, and he manipulates the fingers, and we say yes, and he, we do what he wants. So we're not just watching and say, oh, that's God's will. We do it. We know we should visit someone. We have someone concerned on our mind. We'll write a letter, write a note, visit them, whatever it might be. That would be love in action. God's children need to trust their Father's will to be the very best for their life. You see, God's will is noted as three things here. Good, acceptable, and perfect. Good in the sense that it's not evil. It's always to be trusted as the best. Something good. Acceptable. It's pleasing. It's something that what God wants to happen. Something that is good in this world. It's perfect. It's complete. In other words, it is what we are called to do. And it brings about what God wants to do. It is perfect in its design. God doesn't just give us, well, you know, something 50-50, you know, you guess half the way. No, he gives us a will to live out our days in a perfect way that we can please him. Not to gain our righteousness. That comes through Christ. We talked about that. But instead, it's a way that we live out our life to please him. Now notice this in this principle set four. First of all, accept and treasure your role in doing God's will. This is why I'm here. God, what do you have for me? I'm your servant. You tell me what to do and I will do that. Second of all, um, the believers must always learn to trust God's will as being very best. Always. Now, I know this, this is a test that's going to go on and on. We could give many examples of this, but we have to just focus here on the truth. It's good, acceptable, and perfect. Always. And when we learn to trust our Heavenly Father who loves us, this all becomes part of the process. So let's think about our daily commitment. See, life is about doing God's will. That's why I'm here. Not about my will, but about God's will. And it has to do with how I interact with others. And so each day I will commit myself to doing His will. Each day. Every day I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to dedicate myself in a conscious way. Lord, I died in myself. I'm on the altar. I'm like a dead sacrifice, but I'm living. But I'm here with my will. I'm here to do your will. Thirdly, be careful about those things that would otherwise convince us, even though um, they'd be unpopular. In other words, we must not be transformed by the world. Watch out for the world. We focus and delight in accomplishing God's glorious will, even like Christ did. Focus and delight in what God wants for me. Accept it. Trust it. He's my loving Father. He'll guide and provide all that I need. Just like Jesus. And this is how he lived his life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, through the guidance of God's word, close to God in an intimate relationship.
And this is the summary of the Christian life as it goes on. Filled with the Spirit, accomplishing God's will. This is for every believer. This is the focus life. Notice, it's a life commitment. This when we died and became a Christian, a follower of Jesus, this is what our life commitment is to follow Him. Now, we exercise this by a daily commitment, something we do each day. And I've been trying to illustrate through prayer and dedication, commitment, reading God's Word, and doing God's will, delighting His way. That's all about the Christian life each day for us. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your amazing love and care for us. We praise you that you're the living God. Now come, Lord, give us that spiritual discipline where we prioritize your will, your way, your purpose. Come, Lord, we're weak. Make us strong. But let us consciously, Lord, live out your will by your grace. Now come and empower us. Put this into our lives so this is the way that we will practice our lives each day being your faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes our message on commitment from Romans 12, 1-2. Life Lessons for the New Believer. A series on helping believers to grow, to get a good, firm standing. It's produced by Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net. Releasing God's truth to a new generation.